Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What's up, USG fam? Welcome back to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm very excited to welcome the Vice President of Athletics at California Baptist University, Dr. Micah Parker, onto the show today. Dr. Parker spent 11 years at Cal Baptist as the Director of Athletics prior to his present role at CBU, as well as spending two years at Northwestern College in Orange City, not to be confused with Orange County, Iowa, as the Vice President of Athletics before returning to CBU as the VP of Athletics this past May. On top of his illustrious career in college athletics, Dr. Parker founded Trust Guy Ministries, which seeks to share how God can use an ordinary man to get through extraordinary circumstances, motivate with humor and and biblical truths towards action in a relationship with Jesus, and equip Christians of all ages to glorify God despite the challenges of this world. Dr. Parker, thanks for taking time to join me today. It's a blessing to be here. Absolutely. And Dr. Parker, obviously, as I mentioned in the intro, college athletics has played a massive role in your life as you've spent nearly 20 years working in the industry. Why did you decide to pursue a career working in college athletics? Oh, that's a great question. I, I didn't set out to I didn't set out to be a college administrator. I joke with other administrators a lot that Nobody ever, you know, in junior high, high school, or maybe even as a kid, nobody ever says, hey, if I play my cards right, maybe I can be an administrator someday. Uh, Not to people, not to make people think that. When I was in high school, going to college, in my mind, I wanted to be, uh, work at a Christian high school, and I wanted to coach every, every season. I wanted to, I wanted to coach in the fall, the the winter, Mm -hmm. and the spring. That was my professional goal. That never happened. Uh, Life circumstances kind of took me in some different directions and I went right into college coaching as I was getting my master's and PhD. So I, I, I was a JV men's basketball coach for an NAI school for eight years wow. as I got my graduate degrees and I did some teaching at the college level and just mm. did piece things together. Um, and then I uh, got the opportunity to become a head coach and then coached for 17 years. So I think, I think it's an advantage to have, having been a coach Mm. and I coached at the NAI level and at the division one level. And so having that experience, I think helps me relate to the coaches I get to work with. I I know their emotions. I know the things they're struggling with. I know their worries and concerns. So I think that that helps me a little bit, but I, I got into administration because after 17 years of coaching, I just felt like division one, Division one coaching as at the assistant level was not great, conducive to being a great husband and mm. and a father for me anyway. Yeah, and so we decided. My wife and I decided we wanted to do something different. We got into administration, and and God led us. God led us here to CBU at a time where a transformational time, and 
uh, I've been blessed to be able to be a small part of all the things that have happened here at CBU. So I, I wouldn't say I had a goal of it. I, I've just always tried to kind of make the big time where you're at mm-hmm. and do a good, you know, bloom where you're planted yeah. and then see where God takes it from there. So God's taken it to some great places. That's for sure. Absolutely. Dr. Parker, I, I love what you said that you didn't really plan it because I think that's how God works in, in most of our lives is the plans that we have don't often really go the way we think they will. And God uses that uh, and gives us a deeper trust in him. So I love to hear that. And as I mentioned in the intro as well, Dr. Parker, your relationship with Christ is one of the most important aspects of your life, which is uh, very evident in, in your ministry, in your profession. And to share with us how you have used these prominent positions within college athletics to praise and glorify God. Um, I, I don't know if you, you described it as prominent positions. I'm not sure my <laughs> positions are prominent. Um, I have been blessed to be able to lead larger groups of people, but I've been, I've been just as blessed when I was leading small, you know, when I was leading smaller groups of, of people. Hmm. Um, our, our mission here at CBU, you know, we have a unique job here and I tell our staff and I tell our staff and coaches this, um, in division one, there's like 350 schools. Hmm. So, your job, whatever that is, you're one of 350 people. You, yeah. you can't say that in many professions. You know, how many, there's tens of thousands of people that, maybe hundreds of thousands that sell insurance, that work in business, that uh, mm-hmm. that teach. Uh, there's so many different that are in healthcare, there's so many different jobs. Well, in Division One athletics, there's only 350 of us. Mm-hmm. So there's only 350 Division One ADs that are around that number. So then I'll tell them how, you know, that's, so that's pretty unique, but we're even more unique because if you said how many of those division one institutions are intentionally Christian, Hmm. well, it's not very many, it's not very many at all. So we have a very unique opportunity. We have a very unique job here. Hmm. Uh, I try to base everything I do on a a personal mission of honoring Christ through excellence in athletics. Hmm. So that, that is our mission in, in, at CBU athletics. We believe that um, that excellence honors God and serves other people. Amen. That's my personal mission. So if I was doing something else, then I would say my mission is to honor Christ through excellence in whatever, you know, whatever else I was, whatever else I was doing. So mm. that, that's our mission. Um, it's, we try to look at things from a biblical worldview here. Mm. Uh, our school has, a, our school is based on a biblical worldview. Mm. And we're proud of that. We're intentional about that. Yeah. So I try to make sure that athletics is not separate from what the school is doing, that it's athletics is something that that maybe is a, a foundational piece, but something that supports what the school's mission is. Mm. Um, and again, that's for us, that's to honor Christ through excellence in athletics. That's based on Romans 12, 1 and 2, which says, in view of God's mercy, offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is a reasonable act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. So this year when I've talked to our teams, when I go and talk to our individual teams, I take a p- small part of that verse and and break mm. it down for them. And this year it was the do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Mm. Uh, we want to convey to our student athletes that if you conform to this world, you're going to end up miserable. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, and I don't think you'll reach your full potential, but if you can conform to a biblical worldview and mm. understand what Christ did for you, and maybe athletics takes on a little bit different, a little bit different view in your life, you know, a view in your life. Hmm. So we try to, we try to infuse Jesus Christ in everything that we do in our programs. Um, 
tomorrow we have a department meeting and we're going to be going over spiritual goals. So every team and every department, so sports information, they have spiritual goals. Hmm. Uh, women's water polo, they're going to have spiritual goals. They all have goals of winning. They all have goals of rec- on recruiting. They all ha- Hopefully they have goals on adhering to their budget. Yeah. But we want to make sure that there's uh, our Christian our Christian worldview is in, is infused into their goals too. So we're going to be discussing those tomorrow in our d- department meeting. I want to make sure every time I talk in front of a student, in front of student athletes or our coaches, I remind them of our of our mission mm-hmm. um, because that's where we start with that's where we start with every every decision. So again, excellence honors God and serves others, and so we we just want to honor God by trying to be as excellent as we possibly can. Absolutely. I love that. I love all of what you just said there, Dr. Parker. And I think what stands out is you're using this opportunity God has given you to be a leader within college athletics. And I think for our listeners, a lot of them are in the life stage where they're just starting in their careers, just getting the foot in the door within sports. I just love how you've made it clear that it's bigger than winning and losing. It's such a temptation in this industry of how many wins, how many championships, how can I make sure that my school is in the D1 ticker on the news, right? It, just to make sure that it's getting the attention that you would want. And of course, those aren't bad things if it happens, but ultimately there's a bigger purpose and picture behind it all. And that's um, to honor Christ through that biblical worldview that you mentioned and also those spiritual goals that your teams are pursuing. So it's a great, I think, lesson for our listeners to see what really matters in this industry and how to be a leader that focuses on that. So thanks for sharing uh, on that, Dr. Parker. And you know, really, a, obviously, a big part of your life is trust. You have a ministry called Trust Guy, so you are yourself a trust guy. And I want to center a lot of our discussion today around that word trust, uh, as that word has played a pivotal role in your life and in your ministry. So talk to us about what Trust Guy Ministries is. Uh, talk to us about the, the logo. It's a very unique and awesome logo, and just the importance that that word has played in your life. Sure. Well, uh, the logo is mine. I trademarked that. I tell people I came up with it in the shower, and I'm sorry for that visual there. But I, I would speak about trust a lot, and I wanted people to visually see something or look look at something that they would maybe never forget. So that you see the word trust a lot in our culture. Um, commercials use it. Businesses use it. Um, people use the word trust a lot. So you see it a lot. If you really look for it, you see it a lot. Mm. But I think God constructed the word trust really uniquely in the English language. So I'll tell people, if you look at the word trust, what's in the middle of the word trust? Well, you is in in there or us, or if your name is Russ, it works really good too. But you are in the middle of the word trust. And so if if you don't know who to trust with your life, just look at either end of the word. Hmm. And at either end of the word, the word trust is a cross. Hmm. Uh, I, I just think that's, I just think that's pretty cool that Jesus is mentioned twice in the word trust. And you are only in there once. Mm. I, I also think it's unique that right in the middle of the word trust is a valley. Yeah. And so I, I try to, when I talk to people about the word trust, I try to focus on the fact that we're all going to be in, we're all in a valley at some point in our lives. Yeah. Um, some people are either going in one, in one or coming out of one. Mm. And that just continues throughout their, you know, throughout their lives. Sometimes those valleys can change. Sometimes they're, they're small yeah. or, or they're not very deep. But there's other times where it's it's a it's a challenge and it's a it's a big deal. And if you don't trust God in that in that difficult time in that valley, it's going to be crushing for you. Mm. Uh, 
In Psalm 23, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. That's talking about, that's talking about your life. That's not talking about the instant you die. That's talking about your life. Hmm. And um, the most important word in there, I think, um, I think Beth Moore, the evangelist Beth, Beth Morris had said that the most important word in Psalm 23 is the word through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow mm-hmm. of death, I will fear no evil. So Christians need to rem- rem- remember that because uh, if you don't lean on Christ in difficult times, you won't walk through that valley. You'll dig a ditch there. You'll take up residency there. Mm-hmm. And and then God won't, I just don't think you'll be used as much or as, as efficiently by God if you're, if you're in that valley. So, mm-hmm. um, it's it's just important to remember uh, how God constructed the word trust. I, I base that on Proverbs three five and six, which was my favorite verse. It says yeah. trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Hmm. There's a lot in that verse, yeah. But the the part I like trust in the Lord with all your heart. Hmm. So everything we need to trust God with, Amen. And that includes struggles. You know, that includes struggles in our life. So. Trust has always been an important part of my ministry because my first my first talk that I developed back in 1998 was was on the word trust and I have mm. a I have a long session that I can go that I can do with with people and I, and I can also break it up into smaller messages too if I have to if I'm delivering a sermon or delivering something smaller mm. but that 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 presentation on trust is kind of started everything for me speaking and then as people would ask me to come back i would say well you heard my testimony that's 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 what i got you know that's that's all i got so i had to start coming up with some other stuff and so yeah. i have about five or six different talks that um that people that i can relate to whatever whatever mm-hmm. mission or whatever theme of that conference is or yeah. or the school is but they all they'll all circle back in some way shape or form to trusting trusting God with all your heart. So, mm. yeah, the word trust is, is big in my life because I've had to I've had to go through some things that have been very difficult and challenging. And without trusting God, I would not be here, mm. and I sure wouldn't be in the position I am professionally without completely trusting God. Yeah, Doctor Parker, I love I love all of what you said. I think the word trust is, is truly, in my opinion, a lot of times overused and not totally understood. Um, by many believers, like what did, what does it really mean to actively trust God? I think that can be such a challenge, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you on the podcast today is to give clarity to that word. How can we, in this industry that is so difficult? I mean, the thing is that's true, and I'm sure you would agree. Is every industry has challenges? It doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. business or if it's science or if it's sports. They're all difficult in their own way. But I think sports has unique pressures and temptations that other industries don't have. And so how can we trust God in that? Uh, and, and that's why this word is so important and why it is important to remember that it's in the word itself, as you mentioned, there's us only once and Christ twice with the crosses on each end. And so uh, I love that. And I, I love what, you, what, you, what you've said about the word trust is there's two kinds. There's praise, trust, and adversity, trust. I'd love for you to, to break those down for us as best you can and kind of share with us the difference between those two uh, levels yeah. of trust. Sure. Well, we have in, in, in any given day, you have hundreds of experiences that ha- are things that happen to you. And I think your emotional response to those experiences are you, you kind of go into one of two categories. You're either in praise, trust or adversity, trust. Praise, trust is 
when thing when things are going good in your life that something something has blessed you and maybe sometimes even unfairly blessed you mm. with something really good or exciting in your life uh, praise trust means you trust your lord you trust god enough to exhibit joy mm. in your life so when things are going good you're you're going to exhibit joy uh, true joy and not for what you've done but what for god has done in your life um, that's important and it's important to do that yeah. But that's the easiest one. The other end of the spectrum yeah. is adversity trust, uh, trusting God when things are not going very good in, in your life. So I think we're, we're usually on the spectrum there. When something happens, we're kind of in one camp or the other. Mm. Uh, it's, I think it's a challenge when the, there's an extreme with, with either one. Yeah. Because if, 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 we, if we're blessed with incredible, you know, incredible things, that's that can become a temptation that we think that we did it, yeah. you know that we we were the we were the main reason for that instead of instead of thinking, boy God allowed that to happen in my life. Mm. Praise God, thank thank you for that. And on the other end of the spectrum, if it's an extreme adversity, we can fall into we can be tempted to falling into thinking that um, God doesn't isn't with us mm. and God doesn't care for me anymore or God is abandoning me and that's not that's not true at all uh, god may be using that adversity in ways that we just can't simply see yet hmm. or, or understand or comp or comprehend but i believe god allows some, sometimes difficult things to happen in our life so that we we're forced to trust him more hmm. and when we walk through any valley with with god then that's an example for it can be an example for others but can definitely be an example for yourself on hmm. god does love me he's, he's going to help me through this uh, Jesus is, I like to say, Jesus is the light in, you know, he's not just the light in the end of the, at the end of the tunnel, he's a light in the tunnel, hmm. you know, to help us get through that, help us get through that valley. So uh, there's a, there's a difference between the two, but they're, yeah. they're both important and they both happen to us, hmm. in, you know, in our lifetime, they both happen to us a lot. Amen. Uh, and the, and how do you deal with the extremes when those happen to you? Yeah. And I love that that explanation. It really is important because there is such a difference between the two. And, and I think even when I first heard this from you, Dr. Parker, is it's so easy to kind of know that there's adversity trust, like, oh, I got to trust God in the, in the dark seasons when it's hard. But we don't always think I need to trust God in the good seasons as well. Mm -hmm. And to actually exude that joy and trust that this is a good thing he's given and truly is from him, not from ourselves. Uh, I love that point. That, that was that was a, a really a really well well said point. Um, but it but it is hard, and, and I think to recognize that difference and to know how to approach those differently is vital in our walks with Jesus. Because as as you said, we're going to get a lot of those in our lives. There's going to be moments when we're on the the mountaintop and the pinnacle, and then moments when it's the complete opposite, and we're in the valley and it's difficult. So to know those two, I think, is is really helpful for the listener of how can I apply those when I'm in those those very different um, yet challenging seasons. Um, so thanks for sharing on that. And, mm -hmm. you know, doc, Dr. Parker, you, you kind of mentioned this already, but for the listener, the question they might have is, okay, so you're talking about trust. When I'm in my work, when I'm doing my job in sports, regardless of where that is, whether it's college athletics, pro, doesn't matter where, how can I implement a life of trust in that job that I'm doing? Maybe I'm the intern, Maybe I'm the, you know, the new guy, the GA, or maybe I've been doing this for a while and I'm the VP, right? How do you implement trust into a life within sports? Oh, I think, uh, I think that has to be a daily thing. 
think it's something that you have a dialogue with God about and you pray, you pray about. Uh, I think you can examine what, what do you worry about? Hmm. Examine what, what, what's causing you anxiety? What are the, what are the things that um, cause you to lose sleep or those things you should be lifting up to God. In first Peter five verse seven, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Hmm. And so are you doing that? And that's the first step to trusting is saying, okay, these things that I'm, that I'm worried about or that I'm concerned about, Lord, I'm going to give those to you. And I want to, want to ask for your wisdom. I want to ask for your strength. Um, give me direction on these, you know, give me direction on these things. Hmm. Um, in our, in our jobs, uh, hiring is critical. I worry about hiring all the time that we hire, that we hire the right people. Hmm. Uh, I, I worry about, uh, sometimes I worry about decisions. We have to make decisions so much during the day. You can have decision overload sometimes in our jobs hmm. in athletics and same with, same with coaches. And so just trusting that, okay, I'm going to make a decision. I think it's the right thing to do. And, and then I'm going to move on. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to try to worry about that yeah. decision. Um, not going to worry about doing something wrong. In When you're coaching or in athletics, you, it's natural to worry about losing. Hmm. And, um, I, I don't think you can coach effectively. I don't think you can coach effectively if you're, if you have anxiety about losing. Hmm. So you need to trust that, Hey, we need to trust our preparation, trust the, abilities that God has given us and trust the abilities that God has given our, our student athletes and let's put them in the best position possible to succeed and then see what happens from there. Mm. That takes, it takes trust to, yeah. it takes trust to do that. So, I mean, every, our coaches have to do that you know, weekly during the season. They go, okay, mm. here we go. Yeah. We're going to go up against an opponent that wants to, that wants to beat us. Um, I'm going to trust that what we've done is good for preparation and that, and that this is who, this is who God wants on the floor right now. So we're going to, we're going to go, mm. we're going to go with this and do the best that we possibly can. Yeah. Um, it's also important to trust out, I think with your family, mm. you know, they are our kids and our, and our, our spouses, they are gifts from God. They don't belong to us. Mm. And so we need to trust, need to trust God with, with them. That's hard to do. I think it's hard for leaders to let go of things. We want to control and handle everything, mm. but, uh, giving that up to God and uplifting those things to God, I think, is the first. That's the first step to, to really trusting that there's a purpose in what we're doing and, and there's a purpose in what happens to us in life. Mm. So well said, Dr. Parker, and I love how applicable those are. And yeah, truly for our listeners, like, how can I trust God with my abilities? How can I trust God with outcomes? How can I trust God with the gifts He's given me to steward? I think even you know you mentioned spouse and family. I think also what a gift that. God has given us is our jobs, where he's placed us in our careers is specifically where he wants us to minister. Um, and that's and that's what I love about athletics. That's what I love about what you're doing right now is using college sports as a platform for the gospel. Um, it, it's a beautiful thing. And so for our listeners, it's it's bigger than yourself. Um, and trusting God with all of that is is so key. And I love the I love the points you made specifically of where we can trust God in our careers in athletics. So well said. Uh, and Dr. Parker, kind of continuing with this theme, part of your mission through Trust Guy Ministries is to share how God can use, as I mentioned, ordin- an ordinary man to overcome extraordinary circumstances. How did God teach this to you through challenging circumstances in your life? And what can our listeners learn from your story? I'll try to, br- I'll try to briefly summarize this. When I was 26 years old, I was a assistant coach at the college level. I was teaching 
was teaching some classes. I was um, married and uh, going through graduate school uh, and very busy. Both of us were very busy doing basically doing some of the same things. Um, but my wife at that time passed away suddenly, uh, unexpectedly uh, passed away with with me uh, in bed. She passed away and going through that experience was extremely difficult. Um, just very, very difficult to go through. I was, I was angry with God. I was upset at life's circumstances. I started to listen to uh, my sinful nature and trying to question why that would happen instead of questioning how God is going to use this. It was, I was just questioning why all that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Going through that experience, though, and failing a lot through that experience um, kind of helped me help me understand what it really means to just, okay, I'm just going to give this to God. I'm just mm-hmm. going to trust I'm going to trust God through this, even though I'm angry and even though I'm sad yeah. uh, in this in this situation. The speaking ministry came out of that. Uh, I was able, I was asked to speak at a couple of things that I did not want to do. I had no intention of talking to other people about mm-hmm. this experience, but I had a couple opportunities to do that, and they went they went well. And mm-hmm. um, I just kept on getting asked to come back and share more of that story. So then I developed an, an actual talk about it. And that was, you know, that was back in 1998. Yeah. And um, God's blessed me to speak to close to 500 different events now hmm. during that time. Uh, various to various groups, sometimes small groups. Some, uh, one time up, it was 30,000 people. Wow. Uh, just So it's it's just been a variety of things like that. And it's all been yeah. word of mouth. I'm, I'm not a great marketer. I have a website, but we don't do much, you know, we don't do much marketing or anything. It's usually mm-hmm. word of mouth. I go speak somewhere and then someone there hears me and says, Oh, I'd like him to come and speak at my, at my thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's been going on now for over a quarter of a century. So mm-hmm. um, hope God, hopefully God will let that uh, continue. But yeah. that's where it all came. That's where it all started was going through that experience in my mid twenties. Um, now that there's other times when in my, in my life where if I'm experiencing questioning or anxiety i can i can remind myself that hey this isn't life or death mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best let's let's think about this let's be calm about this and let's try to do our best through this situation try to handle the situation try to solve the problem mm-hmm. but it's not life or death i've yeah. experienced life or death and god has taken me through life and life and death mm-hmm. so i know if i can get through that with christ then i can get through I can get through anything else. Easy to say, hard to implement, Yes, but it is something I can look back on and and now have more trust in God because Hmm. he did lead me through that. There was a purpose for it and she's in heaven. So I I can't complain about that. You know, I can't complain about that. Hmm. And then God has unfairly blessed me since then with a wonderful wife and a wonderful family and things that I don't just absolutely do not deserve. Hmm. But I couldn't see that at that time. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't see see that at the time that I was going through that that adversity. But um, just daily trying to trust God that okay, you got God, you got this. Uh, I'm going to trust whatever happens today is going to be good because mm. I know Jesus. My wife knew Jesus. My family knows Christ. So I'm going to trust that whatever happens today is going to be good, even if it's difficult. Mm. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing, Dr. Parker. I, I'm so sorry for your loss. And, um, you know, I think this, I was able to, to hear this, and I was blessed to hear this in, in person at 80s for Christ this past July. And um, just the impact that that story had on myself and many others that I knew at the conference, 
just shows how God can actually use really difficult circumstances for his glory. It's so hard to see, as you said. I'm sure many of the listeners can't even imagine feeling what you felt and probably still feel um, because of that circumstance, but God can use it. Um, and, and I just am amazed at how God has changed your perspective on it. Um, to really see the importance of the gospel, that's something that I took away from what you said, is the urgency of that message, uh, getting people to to heaven through the blood and, and sacrifice of Christ. Um, it's, it's great to hear just how God has used that. Um, and, and I want our listeners to be encouraged that when you're in moments of praise trust, that God is good. And when you're in moments of adversity, trust God is good. It's hard to hard to really picture when you're in that moment of adversity, but it's so true. So thanks for sharing on that. Um, and, and I love what you said too. I want to highlight this. Instead of asking God why, we should ask him how. It's so simple, right? It's, it's It really does seem so simple on the face, but how God, how can you use this? How can you use my, my adversity or this struggle to bring your name glory? I, I think of uh, I love Paul because in Acts chapter uh, 9, I think it's beginning of 9, uh, when he, he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus, and then like 10 verses later, Jesus is telling him how much he's going to suffer for his name. So like in one day, Paul's entire life flipped upside down, and if that happens to us, how can we trust God with that? So thanks for sharing, um, and I think asking God how was an important question. And Dr. Parker, I mentioned that I had the privilege of hearing you speak at 80s for Christ this past month. And, and something that resonated with me was you said, God is more concerned with your character than your comfort. I love that. I, I love just the, the reality of that in our lives. But talk us through what that means for our lives as followers of Jesus in the sport industry. Yeah. When you become a Christian, that doesn't mean your life's going to be easier. More than likely will mean it's going to be, a, it might be more difficult. It doesn't mean it's less blessed, but it, you might have more challenges. Uh, and I think it's in Matthew, it says, in this world, you will have trouble, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. I mean, those, that's a verse that I that I always remember. And I do think God allows challenges in our lives to remind us uh, who's in control mm. and to remind us to, that we need to trust, that we need to trust in him. Um, that's That's been proven over and over and over in my life. And so, yeah, I, do, I just, I just firmly just firmly believe that God's care. God cares more about your character than your comfort. So mm. uh, things that are difficult, um, hopefully will make you a better person mm. and, and make you able, give you the ability to help somebody else through that, through that circumstance and maybe open up a window to share Christ with somebody because you had to go through that difficult experience. Mm. And when that, when that does happen, you look at, you look at that experience as maybe more of an honor that that happened to you instead of a, instead of a frustration hmm. that, it, that it happened to you. So, yeah, I, I, I do believe that you listened, you listened really well because that was at the end, the very end of the, <laughs> the talk. And I think I talked for over an hour um, at, at that presentation. So you paid attention really well to pick that, that little line up there. Oh man, it was a great presentation. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't help but listen. It was great. And, and I think of Hebrews 12 stood out. I think it's Hebrews 12 with this. God is more concerned with your character than your comfort when, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, God rebukes those he loves. And I think that is, I think it's actually quoted from Proverbs, um, but God rebukes those he loves. Um, and it just, it really stands out that God does rebuke those he loves. And it may not be a direct rebuke for something you did, but it is something that sharpens you, makes you a better tool for God's plan in, in your life. And so trusting him with that, right? 
um, there's a great a great worship song that says "Refine Me by the Fire," and I always anytime I sing that song, I'm always kind of like, "Ooh, do I want to be refined by the fire?" Because who knows what the yeah. Lord might bring me through. So, just trusting Him, He's He's gonna use you. Um, and everybody faces unique challenges, as you as you mentioned earlier in the podcast. Nobody is is uh, goes without facing adversity in their life. It happens to everyone. So, just trusting God through it and knowing that we're gonna need that trust. Um, because it's coming at some point. If you don't have it yet, um, it's, it's going to come. So thanks for sharing on that. And Dr. Parker, lastly, just would love to hear what advice do you have for our listeners as they seek to trust God in their personal lives and in their careers? I think Romans 8.28, that's a common verse, but I, I like to remind people that in, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Mm. And the word all in that verse is really important because it doesn't say in all good things, God works for the good of those who love him. It says in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Mm. And when you know that, that God is working for your good because you because you love him, because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and, and Savior, I think it makes it a little bit easier to trust that to trust him um, mm. when you know that that's, that's a fact. Um, again, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, too, I think that's, again, that's, I'll just remind everybody of that verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart there's the word all again and lean not on your own understanding that's where we get tripped up a lot is trying to figure out things ourselves but in everything acknowledge him and he will make your path straight it doesn't say he'll make your path easy it doesn't say he'll make your path downhill it says he'll make your path straight and that mm. that straight means a straight back to god um, through the power of the holy spirit that you would be blessed to be full of his joy in life so that regardless of what happens to you, um, you know that God's working through it and mm-hmm. will work, will help you through that valley um, and will bless you. And as a result, bless others around you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a quick reminder on that Romans eight twenty eight and Proverbs three, five and six. I think those are two great verses we can remember. Mm-hmm. Amen. Dr. Parker. It's so true. And I think a good reminder for our listeners too, that following Jesus does not, and as you mentioned earlier, does not guarantee an easy life, but sometimes even makes it harder. Um, I always think about the disciples and what they had to face because of their faith, and they did not waver. Um, I think it was, I think it was eleven that were killed, or sorry, ten that were killed, and uh, John was exiled to the island of Patmos. I think that's right. I could be wrong, but either way, they all faced some sort of really difficult adversity, um, yeah. and that's a guarantee. It may not be as gruesome for us. Hopefully, we're not exiled to some island. Um, but even if that were to happen, it's, we got to trust God in that. So, um, thankful for your words, Dr. Parker. Thankful for uh, your story. God has genuinely used it in some really cool ways. I was able to experience that in person. And thanks for sharing your story with us today and talking on the word trust. You bet. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. God bless and Lance up. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every other week on Thursdays at midnight Eastern Time. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next time.